0: The Gemara quoted a Braith at Topechizki that said The pastor could have said the word Shaar in and We could have learned out everything else from it now, how can you say that the word Shaar Would act as a prat Then followed by the word geneva, which acts as a klal, and a prat followed by a klal comes to include all other items, when in fact the word geneva is written before the word sharp, which should create a klal followed by a prat, in which case all is limited to the items listed in the prat. Rav said the b'risa means to say that the words chayim later in the possek is the second klal creating a klal pratu to klal, which is why the b'risa says that all included items will have to be similar to Sharp. In fact, when the first klal and second klal are very different, the first klal includes even inanimate objects, where the second klal only refers to live objects, and therefore they can't be combined to a klal pratu to klal, or Says so the Bryce follows ton the Toniman very Shmuel who says that we do dash in the protocol even in such a case. Ravik continues and explains. The Bryce was asking, Why do I need the word im himotse Timote which includes all items when all items are already included from the Kala protocol? The Bryce answers. That we would uh, we would say only things like a shar which can be brought in his background include, but not other items. The Bryce continues and explains that the uh, what is taught by the word in Chaim and says that everything would have been included. This is that's why the Bryce has the question as to the need for the words timote. In fact, based on this explanation, the Bryce has a good question. Why are the words imate mote needed? Murray says that the second is the word That would teach that only live things are included, not other things. The words imimate timote comes to include all. Items. In fact, how can the words in to be used as two separate clauses? They're written right next to each other without any prat in between them. Ravina said, it's like the say in Yisrael, when you have two clouds <laughs> t- written <laughs> together, we view them as if the prat are written in between them. Therefore, we <laughs> dash in t- as if the word shur is written between them. We can't say that it teaches that the items must be live because we would learn that from the words chayim. Therefore, it must come to teach that even items that are not live are included. The word chamor comes and teaches that only something with a simen is included. Based on this, what is the word se coming to teach? Rather, we must say that the Pesukim should be darshan as a ribo yumihit. Therefore, it comes to include all items. The prats come to exclude land, slaves, and documents. In the words, Geneva and Chayim teach Allah of Rab that the value of the stolen items is assessed based on the time that it was stolen. Fact, law, according to the Bryce recorded earlier, that said that one Pusukk about Kepil discussed a regular God of the other Pusukk referred to a Shomer who claimed that the item was stolen from him, what is the of darshan with the Pusukk of Imhimatsi Timatsi? Noah says, it will be used for the drush of Rabbah Hiloi, who says that it teaches that if a person admits to being chay of a penalty and then witnesses testify that he's guilty he'll be putter from having to pay the penalty how will the other bribes learn this halacha? he'll learn it from the pasig of asher yarshiyun Elohim. what does the other bribes to with the pasig of asher yarshiyun? he learns from it that one who admits to being chay for a penalty is potter from having to pay the penalty the other bribes will hold that if one admits to guilt for a penalty and then witnesses testify to his guilt he will be chay of to pay for that penalty According to the Braithi that says that one pasuk is referring to a ganef and the other to a shomer, what will the Prats and the pasuk come to teach? The Mar says it was all written and repeated just for the sake of the chiddush, which is uh, that one who admits liability to a penalty is put to even if witnesses later come to testify to his guilt as well. Why don't we say that a ganef is only Chayef Kefal if he swore that he was innocent? If I explained the statement of Rabbi Yaakov in a Braithi to mean that the only reason the Torah has to separately discuss a ganef paying kafel rather than it being learned from the shomer with the kavu is to teach that he's even chayiv if he didn't swear. In fact, the Mariah uses the passage of Himote timotzei for a different drusha, The Mariah is the fact that they didn't say himotzei himotzei or Timote Timote, and instead changes the verbiage from himhimotzei timotze. It teaches to allow for multiple drushas